you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. In Christianity, there exists such a concept known as the seven deadly sins. They are also known as capital or cardinal sins. A sin is considered an immoral act, a transgression against divine law. To understand the severity of a cardinal sin, let's look at a venial sin first. A venial sin usually involves a less serious action and is more commonly committed by those who lack self-awareness. A venial sin weakens the union with God, and because of this, they should not be overlooked and or taken so lightly. Venial sins are said to lead one to committing a cardinal sin. The reason cardinal sins are also known as deadly sins is because unlike venial sins that are said to only weaken the union with God, a cardinal sin severs that union with God. This type of sin is said to be committed in full knowledge of its severity and with the full consent of the so-called sinner's will. Whether you believe in the seven deadly sins or not, I am certain that the majority of you listening right now, like myself, are guilty of having committed at least one. And did you know that each of these sins are associated with a specific demon? In 1589, a German bishop, who was also a well-known witch hunter, Peter Binsfield, paired each of the deadly sins with a specific demon who were said to tempt people. So let's dive into it and take a look at which demon has successfully had an influence over you. First on the list is the sin of pride. It's that feeling that many people get of being better than others. And pride often comes with a sensation of pleasure and or satisfaction that is derived from one's own achievements. It can lead to vanity and a god complex, meaning you'll have an inflated sense of self-importance, entitlement, and a deep need 
for admiration. People with pride typically refuse to admit that they've done anything wrong, or that they're capable of error and or failure. With that being said, can you guess which Prince of Hell is associated with pride? This first one might be an obvious one, but it's Lucifer, the fallen angel. His pride led him to believe that he was equal and or superior to God, and also led him to start a rebellion against God by convincing one-third of the angels to side with him. So think about it this way. If you've ever been in an argument with a parent, a sibling, and or any other loved one, and consciously chose not to mend things with them because you believed you were in the right and they were in the wrong, and therefore they should be the ones to make that first step, then you may have been divinely guided by Lucifer. The second Prince of Hell to be named is a demon known as Mammon, and he is the embodiment of greed, typically tied with money and wealth, but it can also go beyond the material goods. It's wanting more of what you already have, and it could be fame, power, attention. The problem with greed is that it's a hunger that can never be satisfied. It creates a spiritual block, and it becomes a spiritual disease, because in order to obtain more of what one already has, it turns people into self-centered beings who are capable of doing anything to get it. The demon Mammon is another fallen angel who happens to take an interest in earthly treasures. In fact, before his fall, he was said to always be in thought with his head down, admiring heaven's pavement rather than looking up at God. And after his fall, he is said to have taught men to long for treasure and instill the desire in them to do whatever it took to get more. In the Infernal Dictionary by Colin de Blancy, Mammon is depicted as a bony old man, and a great way to spot him in our dimension is in people who boast about money. Asmodeus is next on the list, and according to Peter Binsfield, Asmodeus is another prince of hell who embodies the sin of lust. In the book of Tobit, Asmodeus, also known as Asmodai, falls in love with a woman named Sarah and he prevented her from marrying anyone else and in fact killed seven of her husbands. And he did so each time 
on the night of their wedding day, just before they could consummate the marriage. Tobias, on a journey to collect money for his father, on the way meets Archangel Raphael, but Raphael disguises himself as a man named Azari and becomes his guide. When Tobias meets Regal and his daughter Sarah, Tobias and Sarah fall in love with each other, and Sarah decides to take him as a husband. However, Raphael advises Tobias not to sleep with Sarah on the night of their wedding. Instead, Raphael tells him to place the heart and liver of a fish over hot coals. Tobias listens to him, and this ends up driving Asmodeus away, where then later, Raphael defeats him in a battle. Some speculate that Asmodeus was obsessed with Sarah, and that because he knew she could never love him back, he destroys her partners to keep her all to himself. And others say Asmodeus was actually protecting Sarah, because her partners lusted over her more, rather than love her. As far as Asmodeus's looks, he is depicted as having three heads, a man spitting fire, a sheep, and a bull. He has the torso of a man, and is said to ride a lion that has a dragon's neck and wings. The fourth prince of hell is Leviathan, and he is the embodiment of envy. Some believe him to be a crocodile-type creature, and others believe he's more of a, a snake or a dragon. But either way, he resides at sea. And he is known to punish those who are guilty of envy by swallowing them whole. And here's my little brief thought that comes to mind with Leviathan. I think it's interesting that many of us associate the color green with envy. And I think it's also interesting that, for the most part, crocodiles, snakes, and dragons are also associated with green. And people who envy you tend to gossip about you. And some might even spread lies about you with ill intention. And what's another name that we tend to call these kinds of people? Snakes. I haven't looked too much into it, but maybe that's where we get the association between the color green and envy. Beelzebub, also known as Lord of the Flies, is the embodiment of gluttony. And gluttony is when you overindulge in eating. But gluttony can also be seen as when you overconsume beyond reasonable limits. It's similar to greed in the sense that nothing is ever enough, but this sin deals more with overeating, overdrinking, and simply overindulgence. And as far as his image in the Infernal Dictionary by Colin de Blancy, he is depicted as a fly. But don't let his name or image fool you into thinking he's a harmless demon. He is, in fact, an ancient spirit and is known to be one of the strongest demons who holds unimaginable power. 
Number six is Satan, Lord of Wrath. Anger is a common emotion that I'm sure all of us at one point have felt. But if left untamed, it can quickly become wrath. And before you know it, it can turn to hatred, blind you, and it could lead to violence. It can take you to very dark places. Satan is an extremely powerful demon and is known to lead humanity astray. And lastly, we have Belphegor, Lord of Sloth. He is the embodiment of the sin of laziness. Sloth can also make you hesitant to leave your comfort zone. It slowly can begin to unmotivate you. It can give you a sense of hopelessness and we can lose our sense of purpose. Once again, creating a block and hindering your spiritual evolution. But there's more to him than just being the chief of laziness. He is also known to manipulate, deceive, and can take many forms depending on how he can better convince you. He seduces and manipulates humans into doing his bidding and will convince them to create inventions that will turn them rich. But once rich, he snatches it away. These are the seven deadly or cardinal sins and their associations with the seven princes of hell. There are many classifications of demons by many different scholars, but this is just one by the German bishop Peter Binsfield. We are all one whisper, one thought away that can nudge us into a different path. So share with me which sin, or better yet, which demon or demons have successfully had influence over you. I'm curious to know your thoughts. You can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com and or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com and feel free to leave me a voice message on SpeakPipe. You can record it, listen to it, and if you like it, submit it. And once I receive it, I'll play it on a future episode. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender and I'll see you guys next episode.